Oh, I have an update um, to one of our topics. Yeah. Uh, the Mormons have changed the rules about baptism for the dead. So what were, what were the rules? It, yeah, it was that, well, who was doing it? it it's always been um, you, when from the ages of like usually 12 to 17, boys and girls are getting baptized and it's by, it was by a man with the Melchizedek priesthood because only men can have the priesthood. Um, Melchizedek priesthood is like, there's the Aaronic priesthood, like the name Aaron, and then the Melchizedek. <laughs> ironic. I, know, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I wanted to start the, the ironic priesthood. priesthood. <laughs> exactly. Um, the Aaronic priesthood you get when you're 16, I think, and then you, yeah, 16, you could, you, that's when you can bless and, sa- and pass the sacrament or the communion, Mormons just call it the sacrament. Um, and there's certain kind, and you can baptize live people at 16 and like little things like that. You could give someone like a blessing. You could help heal someone, you know, whatever. Um, but then the Melchizedek priesthood, you would usually get either when you went on your mission, I believe, or if you were like a later convert, maybe if you got called to a higher calling or something like, yeah, or maybe it's just the adult. I can't remember exactly, but point being, you can get the Melchizedek priesthood as young as 18, if that were, um, if you for some reason wanted it earlier than your mission, but, um, typically, yeah. So we're talking just, just young adult men can have the Melchizedek priesthood. And so now they can perform baptisms for the dead. Um, so, and, and also at the same time they added, like there had always been a temple class for, boys but not one for girls so now they kind of added one just like to try to make things a little more you know even i guess to try to pretend women are equal and then (laughs) there's always stuff like that and then for for the men you know it was also just to get i think to get younger people involved in those like really kind of deep rituals um yeah and adding some like necromancy adjacent shit's pretty fucking tight it is interesting yeah and so in any way but now it changes it so it's not necessarily even just your friend's father Father who's baptizing you for the dead but like your your friend's older brother or whatever Wait, so like when you're saying man. baptizing for dead or af- after you're dead so like if you die you can still be baptized if you haven't been baptized yet yeah so what happens what's is the idea Mormon- behind that yeah mormons are uh, um working through the entire history of all humans who've ever lived in order to baptize each and every one of us um, who did not get baptized as Mormons on the earth. Uh, I don't know if they feel like they need to baptize like Jesus for the dead, for example, or like his <laughs> follower, you know, like because jo- Joseph Smith supposedly restored the church. Basically the idea, you know, of the whole thing is like God's church was on the earth. Uh, the, the Jews were God's chosen people. And then the Christians were, and then they got taken over by a bunch of pedophiles as we all remember. And so then, and then, you know, some Protestant people tried for a minute and maybe God was trying to chat with them, but he was like, you guys are no good. And then it was when Joseph Smith comes along that jo- and God's like, now we're ready to restore the church that Jesus quote unquote started. Cause Jesus didn't really start a church. No. But, um, People, you know. So are you being, so you're so ba- trying to baptize all the other people. Every human, everybody who's ever lived. And it even, so like even after they're dead, so like if I die, are there like Mormon like yes. squads breaking into morgues, like no, doing so quick baptisms? No, so I, for bodies. instance, could be baptized for you if I were, you know, a Mormon in good standing. What do you mean for me? Yeah, so that's what baptism for the dead is. So once someone has been dead for at least a year, um, you're allowed to get baptized for them by proxy. So what? what I'm talking about, how have you not known this the whole time we've been talking about all these baptisms? So 
so when you're yeah when that you know you're first baptized just as a as an eight-year-old usually unless you get converted later um by usually your father if he's a member or else uh, you know some friend or whatever you know but your 16 year old brother perhaps um but uh so as if you die and you haven't been a Mormon or you didn't get baptized, or whatever, then a year with after a year, like, and, and usually, cause like when I was getting baptized it was from people who were born in like, I don't know, 18th century, usually 17th, 18th century, something like that. There'd be kind of someone, some Mormon had traced their family history back. Usually you, usually you would work on your own family. You try to go back in farther and farther into your own family. That's why Mormons do all that genealogy people get involved in. Um, and, but sometimes, you know, like one woman has that as like a hobby of hers and she gets 400 new names and then she's not going to go get baptized for those people. And usually they give that work to kids to have us involved anyway, because adults can do other rituals in the temple. Um, so you're going to have the, the local teenagers in your, in your ward will go and then get baptized by proxy for all your relatives. So is it a one-to-one thing? You can't just like do one to a 400 ratio? Like no, yeah, one individually. Individually, Mormons are attempting to baptize about 16 billion people. or what? Well, no, yeah. six, 8 billion for now. It's like 8 billion are alive. They say that's about where but we're at, right? tracing it back. Tracing back about 8 billion people. And then, well, they're also trying to baptize all of us while we're alive right now. So yeah, 16 billion people, I guess, is their goal. Um and you know they're doing <laughs> it would be interesting to know how many they've actually they might baptized. be at two billion right now or something you know that's wild i mean you know is, is the idea that like you know you have to be baptized to be able to get to your little own little planet in heaven so you're by baptizing somebody you're actually giving them yes, an afterlife that's some straight up necromancy yeah you are using a living person as Perfect. a vessel to yes. like raise the dead from life in or Essentially. the dead from death in the afterlife. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under Gender Fluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Yeah, so essentially, yeah, and that's, that's so tight. what happens is you get, um, so like I would go and get baptized for, let's say, 12 people. Um, oh, girls, it's always got to be gender matched. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Trans kids in the Mormon church. Anyway. Um, fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's just a daily reminder. Elizabeth and so-and-so, you know, Mary, blah, blah, blah. You're like, I want to get baptized for Jacob. <laughs> um, so you get baptized for like 12 people, let's say, and, you know, just dunked 12 times. And then you'll go off and change from the, your baptismal outfit into like some dress thing. I mean, yeah, really don't talk to me about gender dysphoria unless you've been a Mormon. Um, so you get into this white frilly like dress thing that now you are going to sit as men put their hands on your head and... Um, 
they give you now the gift of the Holy Ghost. They can they confirm you, and I can't because I, I was like I thought it was gonna be like the same people. I think that they often are just like they might get a card off or whatever. They try to kind of keep a through line, but sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. matter because yeah, you're being baptized on behalf of them, and so yeah, the idea is they are in a like sort of purgatory to use a Catholic term, but spirit spirit prison because they've died but they weren't Hot. dormant yet. Some of these people have been there for like a thousand years. Some of them too, um, and you know, but who knows how time works in the in the spirit prison? I'm sure God makes it all fair um and so but they've been waiting in the spirit prison and then finally and and you know like there's a lot of these tearful stories that people will tell like and you know i just know that my great 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 grandmother you know has been waiting there for 400 years whatever the math is um and finally i could could feel when i got baptized for her and then i could feel her like well i could see her walking out of this prison and being just so grateful to me that i did this work because now she can go out from spirit prison into like this like school that they have once you get baptized when they spirit so, school yeah once someone is this baptized, a fucking you, anime because that's what it dude, joseph smith like. just was like here i got answers for getting, all your yeah. like all your theological conundrums of like, like how spirit unfair the prison is season one spirit school season two yeah so then and then the person has the choice to accept the baptism they could be sitting there going no i'm in spirit prison but you know what no I spit on your baptism. I'm, I'm just going to stay here. Whatever. It's like, it's clear at that point, it's clear that the Mormon church was the true one. I don't think they're trying to trick people. Do you want to get a Mormon got baptized for you? Do you think this is the way out of prison? Yes or no. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're like, by the way, guys, you know, Mormonism was true. So you got to wait around until someone gets baptized for you, you know, <laughs> enjoy the candy. And so, yeah, you get baptized and then you get the Holy ghost. And so now they can kind of move on. And then everyone also, in order to get your own planet, you need to be married. And so spirit wedding. Yes. Fuck that's, yeah. Dude, that's what, that's what the adults do. <laughs> Season three spirit wedding. That's what the adults are doing. They are going through and getting, well, they get the endowment, they do the endowment ceremony, I believe as well. The thing that when, when you get your garments or your uh, popularly known as magic underwear, um, when to get that, you go through this whole like Masonic ritual thing that Joseph adapted. And so, and then you can get uh, sealed for time and all eternity to your spouse and they have these wonderful rooms that have mirrors on every side and so you just like it's like eternity room you know um they call it the celestial room uh and so you yeah <laughs> you get married so that like our parents are always doing like doing their temple work and getting um getting sealed for other people and it's like a really romantic nice like weekend for a couple to go get married 12 times for other couples and feel like you're helping couples who used to be like separate but now they can fuck but it's also like in my head it's like we have to consummate every marriage we gotta fuck 12 times today and not just like a perfunctory like in and out for on behalf of all those couples (laughs) i have to come in you 12 times (laughs) we got a role play we are each and every one of those 16th century couples we get you a wig on yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so yeah i can't come until you call me by my real name (laughs) yeah they they got the names and everything but they the one time dead naming is a no <laughs> say the dead name yeah. um yeah so these but so it just like you were in spirit prison before you got baptized someone got baptized for you as a child um you you know i guess that because you know mormons believe like your body's going to be resurrected as well whatever and so i guess i don't know if these <laughs> these these couples uh or polygamous units you never know um are uh 
in in some kind of spirit marriage prison where they don't can't be with each other and now they can be together married. That's so hot. Um, they're just like having to I in my head I imagine the spirit prisons, separate prisons are like they're just being edged yeah, all day exactly. for eternity like until they other. like finally get let free and like we can finally not come just sexual edging but like uh, you know like spiritual romantic edging like they can't be with each other until um you know they're just well since it's spiritual i'm imagining this is like celestial edging right so it's like yeah. not just like you're about to orgasm but it's like your spirit and body and every the electron vibration that makes up to it it's right on the edge of explosion it's just yearning 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 as much as possible and yeah. not being able to take it anymore um I mean, that's fucking hot yeah exactly so you know yeah mormonism isn't isn't mormonism is making more sense i had never really understood why people got into it until today yeah they have a and, whole system and I i'm mean, like yeah, I mean, if I, yeah, because it, it does sound like an anime or like playing through a video game where it's like, look, if there's all these steps and stages I got to go through and there's this wacky. People <laughs> like, like steps and stages. That's why Scientology is so popular. People want to be told like, okay, we have the answers and here it is. Step one, step two, step three, step four. Just yeah. follow these steps and you are good. You know, so so you're saying the church changed the rules so now that you can be 16, and so and baptize 12 year olds. A 16 year old boy could uh, grab, baptize 12 to 15 year old, you know, or whatever. But like, what talk, the fuck, dude? It's man, not, I don't know. How tight are those magic underwear? Like, are they gonna hold a boner Seriously. in? I, what in what world? But I, they're clearly just trying to get young people more involved in the yeah, rituals. But you're just making. I mean, like, thank the, God the class you're for girls this whole is baptism fine. fetish thing for the good. It's maybe? I don't know. It's better and worse. It's like it's I mean, one it's thing. worse in the real world, but it's better to masturbate too. I well, I don't know what's better. I I I hate the idea personally of sixteen year old boy with a twelve. I would rather the adult man. I'd rather let's just straight up go to. I mean, as someone who likes everybody i'm just saying right it, it works right i'm sure it <laughs> like, works for you Ooh, please yeah. please make me a 12 year old girl there's getting nothing baptized by, than an adolescent but boy. it's like a private baptism like i miss church and like he really cares and so he's like look i'll meet you afterwards and we can do it and we don't have to tell anybody that like yeah, he didn't get baptized and so then i'm there and then he takes advantage look, of me this is a 16 year old girl oh great but yeah, 16. I just don't think, I think there's a reason we have boarding schools. You know, boys from the age of like 12 to 17 need to be locked away from society completely, no, not they need baptizing. To be integrated into society and like, but like not just around the influence of other boys and yeah, men. Yeah, maybe that's like, it. They just need, they just need like completely different influences and structure. Yeah. Locking them away is how we build fascists. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Uh no, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I found that to be upsetting. I mean, it's clear that the the Mormons are are trying to get, you know, children involved in the rituals earlier in order to try to keep them cuz you know, like I I don't know if it's most, but it's a lot of Mormon kids as soon as they're 18, 19, 20, you know, they're out. You know, since they go to a college unless it's BYU, um or one of the the handful of schools that are kind of basically like that then they pretty much leave. I mean, and even a lot of the BYU students sometimes that's even in my sister, you know, like she went to BYU at first, like a good Mormon. And, but then she had to take a semester off. She just couldn't take being with all those fucking Mormons anymore. After a while, she took a semester off, went to like UH and then, um, she went back to finish at BYU and she could barely, she could barely yeah. handle it. And so it's like BYU itself will, um, 
kick <laughs> will we'll push a lot of people out but you know so they're trying to get people indoctrinated like it's it is cult like it is a little cult like it's extremely cult like well yeah and, and everything is and i'm fine with like cult likeness and religions it's how they can they can work and function and bind people together but um the idea of 16 year old boys and these preteen girls in real life is just like what yeah it's like who these who, girls who? some of these girls have crushes on these boys and or like the boys well, have or like, boys have said inappropriate things to them like it's every different like yeah. these are kids who have relationships at church who have siblings you know who yeah, are their like, each other's ages who it's kind of what we've been talking about we're like we're you know descended from such a puritanical culture that like we oftentimes just imagine that like with religion, we can remove sexuality from the <laughs> equation. Right. So it's yeah. just like, no, these boys want to, because they've proven themselves by reaching this level. They are so godly, you know, of course they're not going to be having those, you know, or yeah, just like, they're like what the Catholics kind of like, lying to themselves yeah, about the sexual urges of men. The like mental gymnastics that has to happen to like, think that like, this is just a great idea. Yeah, let's just get those boys in. They'll feel more connected. Maybe they're like, look, if we can get, if we can let boys touch girls uh, dripping in water, we're going to have a higher retention. (laughs) (laughs) They'll at least stay to 17. They want two years of Duncan, the 13 year old. Or like one of the closeted boys that's like in the middle of nowhere at a Mormon church and now he finally gets to touch other men. That's true. There's a lot of that, yeah, because they're baptizing little boys too. Mm hmm. Dude, but yeah. Damn. So, strike against the Mormons. Cute that you gave the girls um, a temporal preparedness class or whatever, too. Adorable. But that was like, you know, their whole thing. Because, you know, at some point, girls... Wait, they gave girls what? Like, because boys had always had, like, a priesthood preparedness class because, like, of the temple work they were going to do. But then they someone finally realized, like, girls do temple work, too. Like, they could have a class, too, for the stuff they do. Oh. So, like, why don't we just do that Give so it's not class. so unequal because Mormon church has always been quite unequal and um, especially after Joseph died uh, and so like growing up you know at some point us girls started to be like asking questions like hey how come we don't have the priesthood you know it wasn't even always me it was like some of the like good sweet Mormon girls start to be like hey some of this doesn't seem polygamy uh, you know like uh, these people are getting upset yeah um so they, they said it's yes 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 and you know we're having women oftentimes explain this stuff to us like you, yes it seems like it might seem to you like it's like unfair we're less than because we don't have the priesthood we can't like say bless people you know like men can have holy oil like uh, consecrated oil whatever and that they keep on their keychain and can put that on someone's head and and if you can get at least two of them like a, a prayer and a witness to to lay their hands on you you can give them a special blessing I guess that maybe is more a little more effective than just a regular prayer <laughs> from say a woman um, so you know what I mean God like really <laughs> listens when there's some holy oil and, t- and at least two men oh, fuck. hold the phone who have at least one of them in the Melchizedek and then the other one at least the Aaronic then you can give you know what I mean like there's all these like rules and things like that and so you know you just get to the point where you're like that doesn't seem fair and these women were like um, yeah it might seem unfair but like we get to um, to birth children we get to carry and birth children and that is like our priesthood that is our um that's the like that that's what makes us so special is that we and you know and that's basically the the whole idea about men and women that is that is our culture is like yeah well men are strong and women carry the babies 
breed me. I'm going to be a Mormon wife, a Mormon yeah, breeding wife. Yeah, pregnant every 10 months, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Mormons so. have a breeding fetish. That's what <laughs> Just pump your blonde seed into me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Has this ever happened to you uh, where... Actually, I guess it hasn't happened to you. Maybe not in this specific way because you've never dated dudes. But where you're dating a dude and y'all live together or you're over at his place and some of his like friends come over, like two or three friends, and they're all hanging out and like you're hanging out kind of with them, but like your friend, your boyfriend like gets up to go use the bathroom, right? And the two dudes that are there just like won't talk to you Mm. because they don't want your boyfriend to think they're trying to fuck you. Right. I've had experiences similar so, enough to that, yeah. But just like it's I've seen that. I was I was just having a conversation with a, a friend of mine about that and she was just like, Yeah, you know, when I'm in like his studio and like dudes are over like working with them and like he leaves the room, they like a lot of times like some dudes won't fucking talk to me because it's just like they don't want Elliot to think they're trying to fuck me. Yeah. And it's just like I've I've had that and seen that happen a couple times, but that's such a like dude thing where it's just like, because like the the boyfriend in question, the dude wouldn't think that it's very like, you know, probably modern not. modern dude, and it's just like no, like yeah. you can just she's cool as fuck. I like dating her for a reason. Yeah. You can just fucking talk to each other and like be friends. Like that's fine, right? But there is this whole like world that where like you know, it's just like any sort of engagement with women is seen as an attempt to try and fuck them. Well, it could be some various factors contributing to, to where maybe the men don't just can't think of a woman or that woman as someone to talk to. If you're not trying to fuck them like, Oh, that, yeah, it might just be like, could just be some misogyny there that you just don't like, Oh, what am I going to say if I'm not trying to fuck her? Uh, I don't know. Or they just, or a lot of dudes literally don't know how to communicate with women without that objective in mind. They think they don't. And they just feel, and it's like, Talk to her as if she were a dude. Why don't you just try that? Or as a person. Well, that's what I that's <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Just like in their head, you know, yeah. just just talk. Um, so I think there's some of that. And I, yeah, I mean, but sometimes it's true though, like because men, you know, are horny and will try to fuck women a lot. And so uh, it's partly just in their own head. They're maybe projecting that fear into the boyfriend's mind, but in their own head, they know, oh fuck, my friend's chick's hot. Like I'm uncomfortable talking to her because I do want to fuck her. So uh, yeah, can't I mean, get the it, blood to, up to my brain. It, <laughs> I have to think of something to say. Yeah. It just shows a lot on both sides that, like, even like the presumption of the boyfriend being pissed or thinking that yeah. anybody that's talking to his girlfriend is trying to fuck her. Right. I'm just like, hey, what the fuck are you talking to my girl, man? It's like right. she's my girl. But people used to say shit like that. I know I'm sure they, they still, still do in say places. Shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those experiences that like I don't know still seems kind of I mean it is antiquated but it's also just like so revealing of like where so many people are at in a lot of ways right where it's just like oh you still can't think about talking to women outside of the guise of wanting to fuck them yeah yeah sad 
Mm, I'm trying to think of things. We really need a lot of like, I, I don't want to call it men's rights activism because that phrase has been tarnished, but essentially the corresponding, um, you know, dynamic to a feminist movement. I don't know, masculinist movement. That sound, this all sounds stupid. Um, but well, reframing a masculinity, but we needed, we need a real movement and because, you know, women gained our rights to wear pants and shorts and, you know, not to mention vote, um, but to have the careers we want, like we earn the right, both lights, both legally and culturally to like be accepted in a, with a range of expression, Whereas men have not really had that. I mean, it's happening vis-a-vis, like in some ways with the trans and genderqueer people, like it's opening it up a lot. But still, for most yeah. of the country, most just, you know, dudes cannot just like put on makeup or wear a dress or whatever. I mean, yeah. they will be. I think, I think things are starting to slowly change, though, slowly. even the more mainstream. Like there are people, you know, like. Uh, Terry Crews jumps to mind. Mm -hmm. Do you know him? I've heard of him. He's like the super bluff dude. He's uh, in Reno 9, or not Reno 911, Brooklyn 99. He's the sergeant there. I'm trying to think of all the other things. He used to do Old Spice commercials. I I think I can see him. He's just fucking huge and ripped, right? Uh, Super hot. (laughs) And like, uh, but he's been doing a lot. You know, just talk, t- I mean, he's always kind of been an openly emotional person mm-hmm. and like as like an openly kind of sensitive person at different points. Mm-hmm. So, but, but like him being such a large figure and such an intensely masculine figure, I think there's a lot of movement towards like being emotional and sensitive and like empathetic as as a sign of masculinity and like masculine prowess right being able to like have those emotions is a sign of, is being trying to shown as a sign of strength now yeah right yeah well, and like the, i don't know like you just see a, I, I just see a lot of stuff like coming out about like <laughs> dudes just wanting to like go be with their emotions and be sensitive and like yeah reframing like the context of like what being a man is, right? Right. Um, we're getting there with the emotional part. That's kind of where we're starting at. There's just so much further to go. I mean, there's there's just a lot of work, but you're right. There does need to be some sort of like, yeah, like masculinist movement and where it's just the like... The prison of masculinity is so tight, you know? It's, it's so rigid that I... Um, like I just want to see a dude be like, bro. Like I like wearing skirts, and like it's yes. not even like a cross dress thing. Like it's not Scottish even like a gender thing. Wear like, their yeah. dumb skirts anyway. Like it's a, clearly a culturally arbitrary thing, and it's just you know it's just nonsense. I'm trying to see if I can find this. Here it is. Because um, this is like something that a trans woman wrote about her. Uh, identification as a, as a woman. She said, I doubt that any of us transition simply because we want to be women in some abstract academic way. I certainly didn't. I transitioned for gossip and compliments, lipstick and mascara, for crying at the movies, for being someone's girlfriend, for letting her pay the check or carry my bags, for the benevolent chauvinism of bank tellers and cable guys, for the telephonic intimacy of long-distance female friendship, for fixing my makeup in the bathroom flanked like Christ by a center on each side, for sex toys, for feeling hot, for getting hit on by butches, for that secret knowledge of which dykes to watch out for, for Daisy Dukes, bikini tops, and all the dresses, and my God, for the breasts. Now, almost everything on this list should be accessible to men. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, maybe not the knowledge of which dykes to watch out for and the breasts or something, but like just about everything else, it's like you should be able to gossip and 
get receive and give compliments. You should be able to wear lipstick and mascara. You should be able to cry at the movies. You should be able to maybe not be someone's girlfriend, I guess, but let's let a woman pay the check or carry your bags. Um, the benevolent chauvinism of bank tellers and cable guys. I'm a little iffy on in so, general. Well, so what she, I mean, what she's trying to do though, I get what you're saying. And I a hundred percent agree that like those things should be like accessible to men. Yeah. I mean, for her, what she's describing that she's like, we don't want to like quote be a woman. Right. We, yeah. she's like, we want all the things that accompany the idea of like woman. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you're, you're making a differentiation for no reason. Right. Right. Like, like all of those things is in a lot of ways, what quote being a woman is, that is what mm-hmm. wanting to be a woman is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like a pedantic distinction that doesn't matter. Well, I, I'm, I'm for my point is I'm just looking at this yeah. list. Whatever her thing is, I'm just looking at this list, going, well, a lot of these are just things. Yeah, some of them are more like yeah, tinged with the, these concepts of, of womanness and like the, those parts. Like I said, you know, this kind of like being in a in, well, I think in community. The point is that all aspects of life should be open to, to all people. Everybody, yeah, men, women, penis, vagina, whatever. Like. You should be able to gossip. <laughs> I mean, you should be able to have long, ter- long. If you want to talk on the phone with girl or guy friends for hours, like, please, like the idea that we as a society are still like shaming men into not talking on the phone to each other if they're so inclined, like, please do that, you know. Um, but so there's just, but we just didn't have, because women were the, you know, the second class citizens, it like made sense to us and it, you know, to have that. But now because men are the oppressor class, like I think people, do, and, and you could see it with men's rights activists and some of those people and some of the things that they were bringing up or maybe not what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, if you're the oppressor class, then for you to have like this, you know, rights to say, hey, we need to talk about, you know, um, you know, relieving men of a bunch of stuff. We need to talk about men's rights or meninism. What I don't, you know, whatever we're going to call this, but you're going to mm-hmm. get laughed out of liberal, you know, circles. You're going to be ridiculed because I don't think so. Well, not if they frame it right. I and mean, so far hasn't been framed right, but that's what we need to do and say, yes, yes, yes. There's the oppressor class, but at the same time they are imprisoned. You know, we talked to used to talk about this toxic masculinity, like the tough guys, how we need to let men out of this. And it's like, we really never, um, we have not worked fast enough on that, I think. I mean, I don't know what you mean by we have not worked fast enough on that. I mean, I think like that's like an idea that's been held for a long time. I think that's like, you know, what are you wanting people to do? Like, what are you wanting you and I to do when you say like, we haven't worked fast enough on that? I mean, I think you can say like, I don't think like the culture has moved along quickly enough, Yeah. you know, but I don't think like you can say like, there hasn't been enough effort put into it. Like, I think like the people who have always thought that have put the effort into it. They can, but you can't break somebody out of prison that easily. Right. You can't like, you know, you can't grab them and drag them out of toxic masculinity. That doesn't really work. But, but like I say, like, I think like the cultural conversation is advanced enough now that like people are starting to slowly find their way out. And now that there are, more than there ever have been positive kind of like role models to look towards in that, yeah. right? And at the same time, I feel like sometimes now that the impulse is, especially, if I, you know, I, the, I think you see waves of like um, penis people coming out as non-binary at the same time that they're being gender non-conforming, you know, and it's like, 
okay, but it does water down like the message. Like I wish more of these penis people would just be like, this is one way to be a man instead of it being like, you know what? I actually want to wear skirts. Um, but I still like my beard. I'm non-binary everyone. It's like, uh, that, you know? And so I do kind of wind up into a criticism of, yeah. of some of this kind of stuff. Cause I'm like, I think more of us need to, work on, you know, as I am really doing, like this is one way a woman can be. Um, and I think there needs to be more of that. Not everybody needs to really like actively, it's like, to me, I'm like, yeah, we're all non-binary. That's kind of the point, you know, like we're, we're that's, yeah. you know, but if you focus on that, then you're going, well, I'm this other category of people. Instead of the voice that you could be lending to, hey guys, men can be all these kinds of ways. Women can be all these kinds of ways or, you know, whatever penis and vagina people, however you're framing it, we can be all these kinds of ways. We don't need to overemphasize. I'm different and special and non-binary. And that's why I'm going to be. I don't think it's like overemphasizing. I'm different and special. Like I think, that's projecting a lot onto those people. Well, I'm saying special in terms of like literally like unique and like this is a, a this is a rarer thing. Like uh, I have a, a, this particular identity. But whereas- maybe it isn't. I mean, I mean, look, I, one, I do agree with you. I think that like what you're saying is like a pretty accurate statement and I would like throw my weight behind it, right? That like by just jumping in and saying like, yeah, I'm non-binary, you are taking away potentially from the multiplicity of ways that men could be represented. Yeah. However, I do think that like, because of what we were talking about, because of how rigid the framework of masculinity is that like, it's way easier and, and equally applicable to like say like, yeah, I'm non-binary because I literally, I can't find a thing to identify with here. Yeah. Like at least like with like, you know, woman, there is like a broader range of like places you can find yourself within like that word in that category. And so like, I feel like people are less likely to be like, I'm non-binary coming from the woman side of things because you have a place where like, if, with, with being a man, there's not a lot of like acceptance for being a man and being something else. And right. so you literally do feel out right. of place there, right? But that's that's the fight. Is like there isn't that acceptance, and so but some I, of the men need to do the brave work of breaking down those walls. By well, I think they're both equally brave. I think both projects are equally brave because I think in the same way that like men need a broader range of like representations, non-binary people also need a broader range of representations. Like what it means to be non-binary, like needs to have like <laughs> you know a, a better kind of rap i think i think a lot of people think of it as like pierce nose like talking mm. about like astrology color hair kind of like weird dress person and yeah. the reality of the situation is, is that non-binary looks like a thousand million different things right the same way looking like a man being a man could be a thousand million different things right you know yeah everybody needs to have a multiplicity of like representations it, people are just at different stages in it yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling iffy in general right now about the identity of non-binary, I guess. Because, like I said, I just, I, I feel like, yeah, of course I'm non-binary. Um, and there's lots of us who are. But I think that I, I would just say, it was like, we're still like non-binary men and women. And I still think that there's a hint of <laughs> cowardice. What? I mean, really? pe- sorry, non-binary penis and vagina people, whatever. And I think that there's a hint of cowardice to say it for, and, and by hint of cowardice, I mean, totally understandable. Like you said, we're in this rigid thing, but 
to knock down the walls of what it, you know, meant. It was really, really difficult for vagina people to start wearing pants. I mean, you, you know, and... and Yeah, but I mean, by saying you're non-binary, you're just knocking down the entire system. You're not trying to reframe it. You're doing away with it. I would would argue that it's like a larger act of like destruction and change than just like trying to stay within like your category and like stick to it well i guess that's maybe where you know my like you know political bent comes in more because i do usually feel more like i want to fix systems rather than try to destroy the whole thing and hope that we can actually do that much less that something better will well i mean i mean i don't know if i think it's not necessarily better but i think like you know (laughs) <laughs> the 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 entire conceit of the universe in a lot of ways is like perpetual destruction and creation right like yeah. nothing is stagnant and i i kind of like see that in like our ev- cultural evolution right mm-hmm. in that like trying to repair the you know foundation of a thing that's already crumbling and will inevitably crumble seems futile in like the face of like being able to invent something new from what's crumbling around you it's interesting to think uh yeah does entropy completely apply to concepts (laughs) around you know like not just the physical universe but does entropy fully apply to yeah Yeah, like the conceptions of of gender Here's a thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't no, never mind. I can't do it. What? Oh, it's so bad. Just maybe it'll be a bonus or something. Okay. Cause it make it makes it makes me hurt when I say it in my chest. Uh-huh. And I know it's not gonna make you hurt because I know you're a fan of the word. But okay. I, I stumbled upon a retard fetish. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, and it's not just like fucking people with disabilities or fucking someone with down syndrome it's like people who like to fuck anybody but say the word retard and call them retarded like they're oh. it, and they they're, they're not into like they're they're not into like being like oh you're so di- using any other acronym it's just like you're there's so this disabled. like yeah you're so disabled oh you're so your down syndrome is so strong yeah but like they really like being like fucking someone the you same fucking way that some people will say the n-word or faggot or whatever like some yeah. people like saying that and well i'm sure some people then like being called retarded in bed you know it's gotta be top and bottom what's the hanky by the <laughs> way color for retarded. the retard so yeah that's an interesting one because like the only one of, of of the three of these that like is hot to me is faggot you know like i just don't it's, you know it's not really yeah hot to be like i'm fucking someone very who's mentally <laughs> unaware or whatever or or that i just think it's stupid and like the, if, if cause i think that's more the vibe i think it's more the vibe of like you're or are they really like kind of fantasizing that they're fucking a literally retarded person or is it more so just like you like degrading someone it goes both ways some people are doing a little bit of role play with it yeah and some people oh, <laughs> some people it's i think it's just more insulty yeah i did not find a lot on this like i kind of i was on tumblr masturbating and like this was on like a degradation kind of page and i was like that's weird so i clicked on it and followed to another page and then like kind of like searched through this like little community for a bit right there's not a bunch there but like 
and like the role play stuff, it's mostly, you know, captions under pictures, right? Of people being mm-hmm. like, fucking my retarded, like, you know, wife and like, you know, drooling right now. She's fu- like, they, I feel like but, if you said fucking my retarded husband, people would just think you were just like generally describing dumb. your day. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, I, cause it took me a while to realize that it was about the word. Yeah. specifically. Because, so the fetish of the week is calling someone a retard in bed or being called a retard in bed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like we should we should be more like this is um and like call me retard okay. you know <laughs> please That'd retard's so, my mother's name <laughs> yeah no but just like so like especially for someone like on a hookup where you're just trying to get someone to fulfill your thing and you're like call me retard <laughs> you know? I want you to I mean it's kind of wild to me because like the role playing part of it makes more sense to me yeah it's kind of like a great bimbification type thing for real though like you'd be like i would i'd kind of be interested in that role 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 playing that one of us is actually like mentally retarded and that we're like you know like taking advantage of the you know what i mean so like Again, yeah, a very traumatic real situation that yeah, could be Yeah, only Han fantasy. Only Han <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. But <laughs> Where I want that trauma or, or erotica. Like yeah. someone with Down syndrome. Who's, they oh, they no. write us in. It's in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to that hell was for you. that joke. That was you. Straight to hell for that. Um, okay. <laughs> this is why my, I don't like it. My <laughs> daddy still molests me. Uh, please help. Okay, please. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm hard. <laughs> Thank God I'm wearing skinny jeans. We're like, God, I hope this is erotica. Um, <laughs> who are we supposed to call? Is this erotica or really a cry for help? If someone out there who's fucked up and disgusting could please send us a fake erotica as if they have <laughs> Down syndrome and are currently being abused by... Never mind. Um, so, yeah, the concept... Like, the idea of me being, let's say, like having Down syndrome or whatever, like getting to role play that just... First of all, this just feels thrilling on an acting. Like, you know, I love embodying a new thing. Um, level, me trying to get into the headspace, like even imagining what that would be like. And then if the girl was my caretaker. And then, like for me, I think the storyline I would want there isn't that she's just like, because if it's a woman, it's like she's not going to be like, I just want to rape you, you know. It's like I want her to to be like, have this, we have this special relationship that's built up. And she knows that I am into her. And she just likes the idea of like giving me pleasure and that thrill and knows that I'm not going to be like having sex with anyone, you know, in my life and like Mm -hmm. wants me to have that. And so it's this like tender nurturing thing for her um, that she's like doing for me or whatever, you know, like I could see that being pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing that happens though. Like that, like a lot of sex workers talk about like the fact that like they serve like a, you know, a, a lot of disabled clients. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, you know, it is very, it sounds fucked up to say it's a compassionate thing, but it is like, you know, an act of like compassion and like healing and like, you know, yeah, a beautiful service. But I think, but do they call them retard? (laughs) (laughs) What if if that was the Down syndrome person was like, no, I really want, I like get off on you calling Calling me me a retard because like like, it's kind of cathartic being called a faggot. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. That makes a lot of sense to me, actually. It's like a whole hang up you have and you'd rather just like enjoy it and go into it. Literally fuck the pain away. Yeah. Like, you know, that word. Embrace, embrace the reality and like that's the kind of, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I don't think that my fan, I'm trying to imagine the girl calling me a retard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the thing is like, 
it's not an insult my, that I have ever retard? taken seriously. <laughs> I can see her being like, who's my little retard? <laughs> but not like in a mean <laughs> way. Maybe I can oh, mix it with age play. Like if I'm like yeah. a dumb, retarded seven-year-old. <laughs> and like my and and like Alexis is my mom, and she doesn't know if I'm actually retarded or just super stupid or not. Uh-huh. But she just starts calling me retarded. I can maybe get into that. Okay. <laughs> this is Ava. She's a little retarded. Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I don't know. It's still in bed. We're we're supposed to be talking about the oh, idea yeah. of calling someone <laughs> whether, whether, whether tarred or retard or retarded. Like sh- sh- I think the, the idea is that someone would want to be like fucking retard. Like there's that that kind of feeling to it, like degrading. Or, like, but or, but I'm wondering, like, yeah, specifically the word retarded. Are people thinking more just of that, like degrading, and you're stupid? Like I'm fucking someone who's stupid, who's beneath me in that in intellectually kind of way. So they thinking of it as that and the role play So like a lot of it's you know erotica and captioning stuff, and so mm-hmm. like it's either they're fucking somebody that's disabled and calling them retarded, or they are thinking of this person as being so dumb, or or in the case of like the like I saw two like little paragraph like eroticas where like someone was a retard bottom I guess mm-hmm. it was about being made to feel incredibly inept and stupid right. while being fucked and that seems to be the impulse from the top point of view also is that like yeah. th- they're like so fucking dumb and beneath you right and like not even you're like I'm just level. fucking retard you know because yeah. like, you don't even matter I'll just fuck you and like yeah. and it ties in a lot to like the mental space you can get in when you're getting the shit fucked out of you it's, yeah it's not a lot of gentle fucking it's a lot of like being fucked so hard that like you're making like retarded noises right like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're all retards when we're getting shit, real right yeah. and like and like playing in on that <laughs> cream with me um yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, I, I can kind of see the appeal in that way to just. This is the same thing, too, or like of being deaf um, in terms of the noises, like having a way to kind of embrace, like making any noise that you want to, that just comes out of you to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be at the least bit self conscious of any noise. Um, that's, that's a fun headspace to get into for sure. Can I tell you my favorite thing about discovering this though? What? Was that all of the blogs that I found with it on there, almost all of them had shared that Patrice O'Neill joke where he's just like, it's like, you know, if you're like, you know, sucking dick, like if your girl is sucking your dick, like she needs to make a sound halfway between choking and retarded. <laughs> She's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> they love that joke. <laughs> yeah, this is why I think only men should get blowjobs. So <laughs> don't. Um. Why only men should give blowjobs? You know, I don't. Fuck that. Well, I don't. Yeah. Well, Fuck no, it makes that. me feel. It makes me feel the desire to murder all penis people. The idea of a penis going inside a woman's mouth. Um. So you know, there's it's just so a many women issue. that would want to kill lo- you right now. I know they love doing it. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm just saying this is a personal, you know, thing of that I have. But so I can still I can still laugh at that joke. That's funny and whatever. But you know, I'm just I prefer men to be the ones sounding half retarded. Um, 
choking on dicks. I think you just want, I mean, I know you just want vengeance on all men, but like, it's weird how you like want everyone else to conform to that section. Like not just like socially, but sexually as well. I don't, I don't want to. I'm just saying like in my heart, these are feelings. I understand. I respect that lots of women like, you know, love giving blowjobs or whatever. And some, and some men really are not bad people and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm just saying like, it's, I can't enjoy, you know, I have to fast forward over, um, women giving blowjobs and stuff like that. I always fast forward over it as well, but it's just cause I don't, I don't like watching someone give a blowjob. Like for me, sucking dick is only fun if it's happening to you or you're doing it. I like, I don't like baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Watching people suck dick is like watching Mm -hmm. baseball. It's fucking pointless Mm -hmm. and boring. Yeah. So. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a fun fetish, though. If anybody has that, I am. I would like to hear more about like the headspace that you're in. Uh, yeah, calling someone retard and like where you think that comes from, you know, and why you're actually into it, or yeah. like what about it you're into it? Because like I can. This is the thing with all these fetishes is like I I'm good enough at doing mental gymnastics yeah. and putting up emotional blockers that I can like warm my way into anything in a yeah. sense right yeah but people who just like of their own god-given this volition are just thing. like it's like oh fuck i just i'm into it I like love... i want to know what that spark and how is. did you figure out that you really like calling yeah. someone a retard i mean i mean maybe it's probably similar to like how i found it right you're yeah. on a blog somewhere yeah. you see a post you're like what the fuck is that you follow it in you're like oh fuck oh, that really does, does it for going. me yeah you know, that's, I mean, that's how I find out I'm in so many things is like stumbling across it. You know, and I could see too. Also, a lot of times when you're fucking the shit out of somebody, they do kind of look retarded, not just sound retarded. You know what I mean? You can really get <laughs> from the, from the angles that you're at to, you know, especially, especially like when you're not using your dick necessarily or, or for whatever reason you, their, your, their head is above your, you know what I mean? Like you get from those kind of below the chin and they're in like that kind of pain pleasure mix. So I can see, and sometimes if you can just get into that headspace of just like not care, cause once, a, you know, it's, at least with vaginas, like once someone's turned on enough and you're like warmed up enough and you're really going for it, you know, they just want you to pound as hard and fast as you can, whatever. And you have to get yourself into quite the like, you know, place of that. It feels kind of weird to do to someone you love so much. So you kind of, it can help to get into this like animalistic, crazy headspace where I could see like just thinking of them as a retard and that, you know what I mean? Getting into that suspended space, you know, I could see that kind of being a part of it. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't know if this works as a politically correct fetish. Like, I don't think there's a way to dress it up and like, uh, and like change, like, like change the vernacular to where it's just like, I have a fetish for people with disabilities in particular people that, uh, have down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like, which I'm sure someone does have that, but like, you can't like, you can't clean it up. Like there is like, Oh, you have down syndrome. You have down syndrome. Yeah. That doesn't roll off the tongue in the same way. And it's almost worse. (laughs) It is. It's like specifying down syndrome people. Cause like retarded could mean a whole host of stuff. Yeah. You know, but I feel like down syndrome is what 90% of people think about when you say retarded. Yeah. That's the face that we see. (laughs) (laughs) That and people with that are severely autistic that are yeah, really out there. Severely autistic. 
Yeah, the show uh, Autism and Love or whatever. Um, love on the Spectrum. Love on the Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. That's our competition <laughs> show, Autism and Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, the show has a good like you know like that just that right range where they're like a little more art- autistic than us but like not so much that it's this is like you know cruel <laughs> but everywhere in the middle of that um and so but sometimes they send these people on dates because they'll give them like you know like blind dates with each other and you're just like you guys, that guy's three notches more autistic than her. What are you doing? They're not trying to match autistics. No, they, they didn't. Because it's like sometimes it's like they've you, got like three dimensional diagrams of spectrums. They're like, they're like spinning around on? trying to match the points up on. Yeah. So uh, anyway, check it out. But are we good? Yeah. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha podcast.